back with another edition of uh, the Boilers Extra Podcast at JC Online and through SoundCloud.com. Mike Carmen here, uh, Journal Curry beat writer for Purdue Sports, football, men's and women's basketball, and uh, whatever else they uh, they tell me to do. Coming to you from Hartford, Connecticut, uh, tonight on this Friday night as uh, Purdue gets ready to face uh, Connecticut uh, Saturday at three o'clock. Uh, in uh, actually East Hartford, that's where the stadium is. The campus of Connecticut is in Stores, which is east of Hartford, probably 20 to 25 minutes, 30 minutes away. Uh, And maybe as you figured out over the years, they do play a handful of basketball games, both men and women at at the Civic Center at Hartford, along with their home court uh, in Stores, uh, because obviously they draw a lot of people from the Hartford area uh, to their games, so they give them a they give them a break on their travel uh, for a couple basketball games every now and then. But uh, beautiful weather uh, today, uh, traveling here, and uh, the weather's supposed to be really good tomorrow. Uh, a little on the cool side uh, tonight uh, in Hartford, but. Uh, uh, good football weather, and uh, what to watch for tomorrow in in the game. You know, in reality, Purdue should win this game going away. Uh, it shouldn't be close, uh, but uh, it, it probably will be for a little bit, uh, just because that's the way it goes with with Purdue at times. And um, you know, they just you know don't turn it over, don't have dumb penalties. Uh, you know, don't give up the big plays, you know, time and time again. Uh, and Purdue should have enough talent to, to win this game. You know, the, the, the one thing you don't want to do with this game is just give uh, the Huskies uh, a chance to um, get involved early. Uh, because, you know, uh, as you know, uh, coaching change. Uh, the coach, Randy Etzel, said he would retire at the end of the year on Sunday. And then on Monday, he's, he retired that day. Uh, interim head coach Lou Spanos uh, is now taking over. So, you know, they're going to come out with a lot of emotion. I would expect, uh, you know, a trick play here or there early. Maybe the first play of the game, they try they try some sort of uh, trickeration to, to catch Purdue off guard. But uh, they're going to be fired up. Uh, I, I don't know what the crowd is going to be. There were 18,000 here last week when they lost the Holy Cross. I think there'll be a fair number of Purdue fans here. A lot of alumni in the Connecticut area in the Northeast. Like, and this would be their their one opportunity to see Purdue play in person without uh, you know driving or traveling to to West Lafayette. I was told earlier in the week that. If last year's uh, game at Boston College would have taken place, uh, Purdue would have had a fair number of uh, fans at that game, just based again on the the number of alumni and the jobs that they have out here in the in the northeast part of the country. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'd expect Purdue, Purdue to be well represented from a fan standpoint on Saturday. Uh, but you know, this is a game they, they they need to win. They have to win. They can't lose this game. Uh, and, and probably still get to where they want to be. This would be, this would be a worse loss than uh, 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 any other loss that they've, that they've had in a long, long time. Uh, just to be fair about it, uh, UConn's program is is in turmoil. Um, it needs a complete overhaul. Uh, they probably need to drop down a division. 
Yeah, so uh, all signs point to Purdue winning this game, but you know things to to look for uh, from in the game is just how, how does Purdue run the ball? Uh, can the offensive line win win the scrimmage battle? Win the line of scrimmage battle uh, against uh, you know that defensive front, uh, which has struggled the first two games uh, containing the run. Uh, they're giving up, you know, four and a half yards a carry. Uh, so, you know, can can produce offensive line win that battle and create some space for Xander Horvath and King Daru and Dylan Downing uh, to get some yards on the ground and you know control the clock and uh, you know let your offensive line you know gain some confidence because you know after this game, you know it's Notre Dame, it's Illinois, it's Minnesota. So on and so forth in the Big Ten, and you know this is this might be one the only time this year where Purdue's offensive line gets a chance to to uh, to knock some people around uh, because you know they're going to face a lot of good defensive fronts coming up in the Big Ten, and you know they just they just need a good dose of confidence. Uh, I thought their performance last week was okay. Um, you know Plummer only got sacked once, but that I thought was in part to him. Uh, Knowing the situation, being a you know just having good self awareness uh, to get rid of the ball uh, before he took a sack. Um, the running game was was okay. Um, Horvath you know ended up with decent yardage, but Purdue didn't even get 100 yards. So you know they they need to get 100 yards Saturday and probably more just to uh, feel good about their performance. Elsewhere offensively, just how does the passing game click? Um, it's doubtful that these this defense and its cornerbacks and and, and safeties have seen you know a David Bell caliber of player or a Payne Durham or even a Milton Wright uh, type of player uh, to defend. So I would expect Purdue's receivers to get good separation uh, away from their defenders, and it's just a matter of being accurate with the ball with. Uh, with Jack Plummer at, at that point, and they'll probably spread it around a little bit. They'll try to push the ball downfield uh, as much as they can. Um, so they got an opportunity to put up a lot of a lot of good numbers tomorrow if if they can take care of the ball uh, and and not have not have turnovers uh, that would that would definitely cost them defensively. You know, it was a good performance last week by uh, the defense. Not what it needs to be when they start playing better competition but it was it was a good start Uh, you know I've said all along I thought the defensive line would play hard and they did that's a reflection of Mark Hagan and what he's brought to the program also a reflection of the players buying into that and knowing uh, that's what what needs to be done but I, I would expect the defensive line and George Karloftis and Demarcus Mitchell and Branson Dean and Lawrence Johnson and that group to to really dominate the line of scrimmage on Friday. I, again, I don't think that these offensive linemen have seen seen the likes of George Karloftis uh, in their career uh, here at UConn, and uh, they're going to have to double-team him. They're going to have to chip him. They're going to have to um, take away his path where he wants to go, uh, and they're going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. Uh, they, can't, they can't hold on to the ball. Uh, down there uh, in the pocket and and think that they got a chance to to get separation on, on Corey Trice and Dedrick Mackey in the in the secondary 
you know, the longer those guys cover well, the better off it will be for George and and company to to get some pressure. We'll see how much Purdue blitzes in this game. Um, you know, if they feel like their front four or front three can control things uh, for the most part, then they'll, they'll sit back and, and force UConn to make some plays. You know, Purdue's tackling, uh, you know, last week was pretty good. Uh, not a lot of missed tackles. Uh, you know, Oregon State had some big plays, but it wasn't a result of missed tackles as much. So um, they, they, at least for one week, they've cleaned that part up. Um so those are some of the things to watch. And the other thing that, that comes to mind is if you go back to August and the two scrimmages that Purdue had um, back-to-back Saturdays, um, the first week the defense uh, did really well in the scrimmage and the offense struggled. Um, you know, that, that's what happens in these scrimmage, <laughs> inter-squad scrimmages. You, you know, one team, one unit does well, the other one does it. But then the next week it was the opposite where the offense played well and the defense didn't. The, the point is that, you know, coming out of those two scrimmages, you know, I think there's a, um, a situation that could develop where what you see one week is not what you're going to see the next week. There's, there's probably going to be some inconsistencies with this team on both sides of the ball. Um, not saying they're going to pop up on on Saturday against the Huskies, but I think you have to guard against that a little bit and and um, wonder if that's going to be the case this year. I I came my takeaway from the two scrimmages, even though I didn't watch them, was exactly that that this is going to be this this has the potential to be an up and down type of season where. You play well one Saturday, but you don't the next. Or one unit plays well uh, one Saturday, and you think they've got it figured out. But then the next Saturday, they're they're back to, you know, they've regressed to a point <coughs> where, you know, it prevents them from winning. You know, if Purdue can take care of business, um, be focused, you know, eliminate the mistakes that they, they should they should win this game, but. We'll see how much of a roller coaster type season this is going to be. I think a little bit by what happens uh, tomorrow. Purdue Purdue can't afford to sleepwalk through this game, uh, or they might end up getting beat, even though they are close to a five touchdown uh, favorite. Uh, so those are just some of the things to watch. Special teams, you know, Mitchell Finneran got off to a good start with three field goals. You know, Jack Ansel wants to improve his putting, his, his punting. I'm sure he wants to improve his putting as well uh, if he has a chance to play golf. Uh, but he wants to average around 40 yards, and he, he came up short. So we'll see what happens uh, Saturday with that. Uh, the return teams uh, were, were okay. Um, the, other than probably in, in the punting return game, they let the ball hit the ground too much and gave up probably some crucial yardage. Um, you know, if you if you're giving up three or four or five yards each time, uh, that adds up over a game where field then field position is really going to hurt you uh, in those situations. So I, I think they would like to see the ball fielded. We'll see what if, what impact T.J. Sheffield has. He's uh, as Jeff Brom said Thursday anticipates him playing. He was their number one kick returner last year. I assume he would slide back into that role and then. Uh, get some get some time at the slot. 
although I would expect Jackson Anthrop uh, to start, um, but that's not really a big deal uh, when you when you look at things at the receiver situation because a lot of it depends how many you're putting out there on the first play. If you're going to put four out there, then you could have Sheffield and Anthrop. If you're only going to use two, well, it's probably going to be Bell and Wright. Uh, so, um, but I, Sheffield's supposed to play. Uh, we'll see if that happens. And, you know, Purdue came out of the first game relatively healthy. Uh, they still have some guys that, you know, haven't played yet. But, you know, I think uh, for the most part, all their major players uh, saw action last week. And um, and that's the other thing that you want you uh, from a Purdue standpoint. You just you want to win the game. You don't want to get anybody hurt. And then just move on to, to Notre Dame. And I know a lot of, you know, when people handicap this game, especially when it comes from outside the program or outside Purdue, from a national perspective, um, they look at the schedule. They see Notre Dame coming up next. And it's like, well, Purdue, Purdue will be looking ahead to Notre Dame. Uh, therefore, they may not play as well. They may not cover the point spread. And that'll be the reason. And, you know, in most cases, I would... I would tend to agree with that because the Notre Dame game in the past has been a huge game for Purdue. But the reason I kind of disagree with that sentiment uh, right now is that none of these none of these players have faced Notre Dame. They they don't know the history or the series or that it was played every year since 1946 or 47 through um, the early 2010s. They don't know that. Uh, so they, they, while Notre Dame is still kind of a, um, you know, it is still a big name in college football, but you know, this, this, these players have not played Notre Dame, so they don't know the rivalry. They don't understand, you know, everything that goes into it, how important it is for the fans and stuff like that. So, you know, once they get through this game and if they get a win, then they can turn their attention to that. But if they, if they struggle or, um, you know, some other, th- you know, bad things happen or they just don't look sharp. I, I don't think it's because they're looking ahead to Notre Dame. That's, it, it, to me, it would show an immature team that um, needs needs some maturing to do because this, to me, this is a mature game. This is, this is when mature teams step up, take care of business, take control of the game early, win the game going away may not be exciting the whole game but they have control of it from start to finish and that's what you want to see that's a mature win in my opinion an immature game is when bad things happen and when you self-destruct and uh, all the problems that you have are your own doing it's not because the other team has done anything it's just um, just your own you know you're making you're making the mistakes and they're taking advantage of it so if Purdue struggles, it'll to me it'll it'll have to do with the fact that they're just not mature enough to handle their success, handle the situation. Uh, but if they come out and take care of business, I think that's a that's a positive sign for maturity, um, and you know it does help them push forward. And then they can focus on Notre Dame all they want. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Just a short little preview of uh, Saturday's game. Uh, we'll be back afterwards, after the game, uh, later Saturday night with a wrap-up of 
you know, what we saw, you know, what we think, what we heard, and what we believe uh, as the, as Purdue plays its second game of the season, and then we get ready uh, to to head to South Bend to to play to play the Fighting Irish. Once again, thanks for stopping by, and uh, have a good day.